All right, listeners, we have another seaside, and I have to tell you that this is how much we love you guys. It's 8 o'clock my time and incredibly early Carolina's time. It is 5 o'clock in the morning, and everyone in my house is asleep, and it's actually lovely. I bet. But, but it, it's early. And it's Monday. <laughs> and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I went to bed at, I looked at the clock, and I was like, what time am I? 11, 10 last night. So, oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, that's not a ton of sleep. Our dogs woke us up in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Yeah. Um, so we're here, and I just want to say really quick about the podcast. So I have a lot of podcasts recorded up, and I will be putting those up just the chats without an intro and outro because this is going to be our intro and outro for at least a little bit while I try and get you guys as much content as I can up and it just is easier without me having to do a bunch of recording and I can just put what I've already recorded up so um this will kind of be what's going on with me and I'm excited. This is a Monday. We It will start my Monday off really well, I hope, and get me motivated to do some stuff. <laughs> what is it about Mondays that you either hate it or you say, hey, all right, Monday, I'm, I'm going to rock you and I'm going to just take on this whole week, you know? Yeah. I it's think like no in between. I can do that when it's warm. When it's cold, I can't. <laughs> I'm not a cold weather girl either. I'm, I'm with not. You. No, uh, I told the girls this morning when we were driving to school, I said, I'm just ready for those beautiful summer sunrises. And they both looked at me and said, me too, me too, mama. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't wait. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple things going on in the community and kind of some stuff that's going on in our own lives. This is going to be a good way for us to... Um, just have a chat. So one thing that we, that I, <laughs> I actually sent Carolina a message and I said, Hey, we need to talk about the hands thing on, um, the podcast. And she was like, what are you talking about? So I had her well, look up. <laughs> yeah. So I was in class, um, oh, gotcha. was like classes this weekend and you sent me a message. And I'm like, I have not been on social media. I social media fast for two days while I'm in school, just trying to you know, keep my head in the game because I'm around some really, really smart people and I want them to think I'm smart too. Well, <laughs> you are very smart. Um, so the hashtag is a maker's hands and it was started by Poppy Print. And I think this is really great and something that I think about a lot when I look at my hands. I, I remember looking at my grandmother's hands a lot um, she was a nurse, she was a gardener, she was a mother, she was a maker, she was all of these things, and I always was fascinated by her hands, and when I look at mine, I think about that, I don't think that they're wrinkly, I think that they just have a lot of experience when I look at them, and that's kind of what this whole hashtag is all about, it's people posting their hands, um, and talking about what they feel their maker's hands are, and the story behind them. And I think it's a really, I don't know. I really love it. Yeah. And I guess it was inspired by an ad and I haven't been able to find it yet. Um, but an ad of Jane Seymour talking about her hands and like some anti crepe cream. Um, and that, that was one of those things that, I mean, I look at my hands and I'm constantly while I'm working. And then also like when I'm doing blog posts and, looking at my hands of, okay, can I take pictures of them or do I need to like lotion my cuticles first? Cause they're all dry. Um, because our hands do get beat up. Yeah. We are constantly, whether you're quilting and so the dryness of the fabric is taking the moisture out of your hands or if you're doing like the day-to-day things that are typically associated with, you know, like woman duties of cleaning and doing dishes and those kinds of things, or whether you're like working a job, I started like looking at the hashtag. And I remember one where the person was talking about how, um, they worked in the medical field and all the things that their hands do in a day and all, all the lives their hands save in a day. Um, like our hands are another form I mean, they're just how we interact with the world. It's a form of expression is we express with our hands Yeah. as makers, but as human beings too. Yeah. I mean, for sure. For sh- I mean, it's, it's, 
<laughs> I had a sick kid this weekend with the stomach virus, so I washed my hands all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was crazy, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is probably going to make my hands really dry. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess for me, I always think about it. And, you know, I, I had surgery on one of my fingers after my oldest daughter was born, and it really taught me that all of your fingers, how important that they are and how you use them in so many different ways. If you've ever had surgery on a a foot or a hand, you kind of get that. Um, so I was going to read one of the comments. It's Sarah B, which is C-E-R-A dot B-E-E. -E. It says, thanks for starting this conversation at Poppy Print. I have been the same, at the same time, self-conscious of and completely proud of my hands. They're not commercially beautiful. I don't have elegant fingers. My nails are thin. My skin rebels against everything. But in actuality, they're beautiful hands, unafraid of hard work and creative like the women in the family before me. They are capable, they are strong, and they can be tender, 39 years old. And that's true. I think we all need to look at that. It's, it's, I don't know. It was just something that was really inspiring for me. So I want everybody to go check it out. You can follow the hashtag and it's kind of cool to be, I follow a lot of people in the community and it's funny that I keep seeing hands pop up and I read the captions every time and it's just, I don't know. I loved it. Well, and okay, this is kind of, kind of an aside, but on the same thing, I just want to know, like, who people get to take the pictures of their hands because <laughs> in my house, like I have my husband who bless him, but here, hun, take a picture of my hands. Okay. Snap. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't know if there's enough filters on, you know, the planet to go ahead and convert this into like an Instagrammy like photo, or I've got my 10 year old and my six year old and so come on kids, somebody take a picture. Uh, yeah. And then I'm lucky my hands are going to be even in the photo. Like I just, who takes the picture of your hands for you? Does everyone have these amazing Instagram husbands who like take photography courses in their spare time? Cause some of these photos are just gorgeous. I wonder if it's not, um, you know, like putting it, put the timer on and have a setup. I'm terrible at pictures anyway. So yes, I agree. Some of these I look at and I'm thinking, wow, that that's really good. But yeah, I agree. We want to know, share Share, 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 send us, but go and follow the hashtag and make your hands. I think that you will get some inspiration out of it and look at your hands in a different way. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. I have to do some bragging on Carolina. She was um, awarded a blog award by Fave Quilt, and you posted about it um, on Instagram. You, like, you, want, you were one of their top bloggers. So they do a list every year of the top 25 quilt bloggers for Faith Quilts. And um, they emailed me about it and they said, you're actually in the top spot. You're the number one of the 25 top bloggers this year, which is really special. I do some work with them. So I do have a relationship with Faith Quilts. Um, I've gone out to Chicago a couple of times, which is where their headquarters are, and filmed some quilting videos and sewing videos for um, their YouTube and for their um their websites. So I do have a really great relationship with them and they're, um, they, they pay well for people who work with them. Um, so I love that about them. It's, it can be a challenge sometimes to find companies who will work with you, um, and pay, you know, appropriately, yep. which is, um, so I've have a great relationship with them. I'll actually see them next week and we'll talk about it's this week and we can talk about that in a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's always cool when, you know, to be you're working and working and working yeah. and someone says, oh, we see you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that it is, um, it's such an honor. I mean, it really is. That's awesome to be the top. And, you know, a lot of hard work goes into that. I know that it does. And when you look at a blog, I think it's easy to visit and get what you need and, and leave and not say anything. But if you can, and I know that many of you listening know this because you all have your, most of you have your own websites and things like that. Um, it's nice when you get a comment. It's nice when you get a, hey, you're doing a great job kind of thing. And to be recognized by a company is really awesome. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great way to start the new year. Right. I totally agree with that. 
Um, and I wanted to talk about, oh, before we talk about the next thing, not to toot my own horn or anything. It's not what I want to do, but I do want to bring it up. Um, I felt the same way when I got asked to do the cruise that I have coming up next year in Alaska. Right. I saw that online like that I, in 2020, right? Yes. And I really think that I said, are you sure that you have the right person? <laughs> because I, I was like, there's no way out of all the amazing people that you're picking me. And it was really, I just couldn't believe it, to be honest. I still can't believe it. I, I actually think that it's not going to happen. That I don't know why I keep thinking that in my head. But um, so I'm really excited. And I would love to have some of you listeners come with me. It is going to be a, I'm going to bring my husband and my kids. My husband's actually going to keep the kids while I'm sewing. You only sew when you're at sea. And then when you're at port, you can go and do whatever. So it's a great time to do a vacation and sewing retreat at one time. And if you've never been to a sewing retreat, this is a good way to not have to leave your husband and kids and come. Or if you want to come with a friend, it is life-changing to be able to hang out with a room of people that are doing this thing that you love to do so much. And I think this will be like a bucket list experience. Um, I'm really excited. So I want to encourage everybody to come on the cruise. And now I'm trying to figure out an excuse to come because 2020 is when I graduate from school. So I'm like, hmm, you know, graduation celebration. I don't know. I know. Yes. And there's payment plans and everything. So um, one thing that I did read and everything that I read on Alaskan cruises is that it's really fun to have a room with a balcony because you can sit on the balcony and kind of view everything. Yeah. Watch all the... Yeah. Um, I want to, icebergs is not the right word, but it's still 5 a.m. here. So, um, <laughs> glaciers. <laughs> there you go. That one. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, and the mountains and the birds and, you know, the animals in the water and all the fun stuff. So, um, yes, I hope that you guys will come. I'm really excited about it. But, it, you know, it is really. And I kind of have been thinking about this lately, you know, I see other people doing things and I think, gosh, you know, I wish that was me. And when this cruise came up, I kind of felt like that, you know, reading about you getting the top blogger, you know, there's room for everybody in this community. And I think sometimes yes. it's really hard to see all the good happening and everybody posting about it and you thinking, but what about me? I'm working really hard. Keep working hard because when you do... There's things that come up like out of the blue, like out of nowhere that will really take your breath away. Well, and I think, and I mean, we're going to be talking about this forever. It's just so easy to look at everyone else's best because no one's posting. Well, every now and then people will post their worst, but no one's posting their day to day on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, it's just another day going to the grocery store and working on projects. Like no one posts their day to day. They are always posting like the exciting things they're up to. So when you scroll through, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, you're, you're seeing everybody's best. And if you're still wearing your pajamas and yesterday's makeup, then yeah, you're comparing your not best or your day to day to everyone else's you know, formal prom. Yeah. It's just, it's their best. They're all made up. They, they've prepared for this. They've thrown it through a bunch of filters and they put it on Instagram. And now you're saying, well, look at all these people. And you're also comparing your one life to the lives of like 15, 20, whatever people you're not going to be able to match up. And if you do, it's because you're not getting any sleep. So you're not appreciating what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. So just keep going. Um, you know, good things, good things do come to those who work really hard. So keep working at it guys and cheering everybody else on. Um, one thing that happened in our community and 
I'm not really, I'm not affected at all because I didn't have anything, but Craftsy now is Blueprint, and one of the things from them turning into Blueprint is they took a whole bunch of their patterns from people's shops away, so they hand-selected, I guess, the ones that they wanted to stay, and a lot of people pretty much don't have a Craftsy shop anymore because they took the patterns out, and... So I I watched this a little closely because I did have a craftsy shop um, and I didn't have a lot of patterns in there and I didn't make a lot of sales on it and I didn't really promote it that much. And um, but I'm also I'm in a pattern designers Facebook group. So it was pretty active in there. Um, And what happened is they emailed store owner, the store. Well, I guess so start with the setup of so craftsy. What is if you've, you know been living under a rock craftsy is a platform where they had a blog but mostly it was you could go there and buy classes to learn things and like I took a binding class to improve my binding um you could take basic quilting classes it was not just quilting it was also like cake decorating and knitting and um all kinds of craft things and you could also purchase the supplies and kits to make those projects um Angela Walters had a bunch of stuff on craftsy um, where she taught people to make, uh, quilts and projects. And, um, so it was this community, uh, like a learning community, but they also had this other side where if you designed a pattern, it would cost you nothing to host it on their platform. Um, and it's kind of like Etsy where there's so many people out there that you may or may not come up in, in listings. Like when people search, you know, like log cabin quilt, if you had a log cabin pattern, you, there might be so many that you might not show up on the first page of the search results, but it didn't cost you anything. So you were up there for free and, um, they didn't charge you anything per pattern. So if you were selling patterns for $8 or $10, you made that $8 or $10, whatever it was you were charging for that pattern. Um, however, there was also no quality control. So, I mean, someone could, write their very first pattern and not have it pattern tested and, um, not really know what they were doing and still have it up on craftsy. Um, and there could be people who, you know, do patterns for a living and, um, are selling quite a few and they're putting them up there as well. So there's, it was a true mixed bag of what was going on there. Um, and they've made this switch to blueprint. And so in December, um, I want to say it was like around the 20th, um, they sent out this email and they gave about a week's notice of, Hey, listen, um, the people who got the, there are two different emails that went out. One was, Hey, uh, we're shutting down a lot of stores. It's basically not personal. Um, and we're shutting your store down. So if you want anything, take care of it. Um, in the next week and, Oh, this is over Christmas. So, I mean, I was at a condo at the beach over the holidays. I wasn't even at my house when I'm trying to deal with whatever with craftsy, like that's not my priority. Right. Yeah. Um, I just thought that time with family and, It was, the timing was really odd. The time limit was really odd and it didn't give, because a lot of people I saw that, you know, it's like, what if I have all these things that I bought? What do I do? Well, if you didn't download them, then you lost them. Um, I think you're supposed to still have access to stuff. If you bought stuff, you still have access to it. However, it's not organized or something. Well, so since they took all the content off, um, apparently the pictures, so like the front cover image Mm -hmm. is gone. I think the title of it might still be there, but if it says star quilt and you can't remember, you know, how many star quilts are there on the planet? You don't remember what that looks like. So you have to open up each file to see exactly which pattern that is because of the way that they took all the content off. But for those people who had stuff that got kept up there, um, they didn't keep their whole shop. They got a different email that basically said, we're going to be shutting down your shop and, or shutting down a lot of shops. We're not shutting down yours. Um, however, we will be limiting the patterns. And then mm, people don't know if it was the, well, people believe that it's not the best sellers because there are several people who said that their best sellers were among the ones removed. They believe based on what they were looking at that possibly it was the patterns that brought the most traffic into craftsy mm-hmm. or I mean my guess it could be patterns that when they looked at SEO that were pulling so SEO search engine optimization and if sites with 
SEO, like good SEO means that they're getting good search results using certain keywords. So it might have been the patterns that had the keywords that were bringing in traffic. I don't know. Um, but they definitely... And a lot of people had free patterns. Um, mm -hmm. I saw that that was a discussion that came up that a lot of people offered stuff for free. And, um, you know, was that a good thing? Did it make every, you know, I mean, I, I think that there are, were a lot of things to consider. I thought my main complaint was you can't do that at that time of year and give such a short notice. I mean, it was just a, it was just, well, I don't know. It's very insensitive, I think, on their part. It is. And I've seen people who said who were whose shops were kept and said, no, like, yes, my shop was kept, but I'm closing it down because I don't appreciate the way that we were treated. Um, however, in the on like our side, it's always been a wow. You know, they're offering this for free. They're offering it because that costs them money. It's yeah. at the minimum it's server space that we're taking up and they're not charging us anything. And some people got, you know, free promotion through it. Um, and for, it's free. It didn't cost us anything. And so there always was this feeling of how long is this really going to last? You know, yeah. how long until they notice, Oh, Hey, we're really giving away the store. Um, and so while we were surprised that it happened, no one was really, you know, anyone who's paying attention to that, the world is constantly changing and that we were getting this for free for so many years. Um, it, it's not a shock that they did get rid of it. It's just a shock the way that they did it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it would have been handled better on their part than it, the reaction maybe would have not been, I mean, I do think people are going to be upset. No, no doubt, but I just think it should have been handled, especially I think people should have been given longer and not at the holidays. I mean, yeah, really the people that are on there, that was not the right time. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Blueprint is doing things definitely differently. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to change from Craftsy to Blueprint. I talked to them, and they said that their audience is um, – because I wanted, I had an idea, and they said, "Oh, that's that's geared at too young of an audience. Our audience isn't that young, so we don't want to. We, you know, our traffic all comes from the, you know, a generation that's older than you are. They pay for classes, so I don't know. It kind of took me by surprise because I was like, well, really, no, because I've paid for them and I've taken them, so I don't really get that argument. But I kind of wonder where it's gonna go." Yeah. I mean, they probably have their demographics and their stats overall. And it, it's like a bell curve. You know, yes, you're part of their demographic. And yes, you're, you're on that bell curve, but you're not in the middle of that bell. And the middle of that bell is where their biggest volume is. And that's what they're going to target. And if they pick up some of those stragglers on the ends, then that's awesome. But it's not where their focus is going to be. Yeah. Um, and I think... And I'm kind of thinking this as I'm talking, so it's going to come out really wonky, I'm sure. But I wonder if, like, as makers, we can kind of take note of this and see if we should be applying some of this to our lives, those of us who are makers who are also trying to do this as a business. How many times do we say yes to people metaphorically loading all their their patterns, whether they be good or bad onto our life, they, they just give us all this baggage and we allow them to leave it there. And we don't give them notice and say, Hey, listen, I don't have space for you anymore. I've got plans and I'm going places and I can't have this weighing down my site or my life. Um, you're great, but I don't have space for you anymore. Um, and that's literally what they did. And maybe, maybe we could do some of that in our own lives as well. I don't know. Yeah. What do I you think, think? I think it's really, you know, I talk to a lot of makers and I think that it's so exciting when you've worked so hard for somebody to say, Hey, we want you to be in the magazine or, Hey, we want to feature you or, Hey, I know every time I get one of those emails, I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Yes. And I think it's really hard 
to say no because we are working so hard by ourselves. I mean, a lot of us, it's just us. So I, I don't know. It's really hard to say no, but I do think that I said yes last year too many times. And I think that it made me not inspired. It made me really struggle. So I think you really have to think about it. You really have to. And I think you don't learn to hone in your yes and your no's until you've done it a couple times and see how it affects you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Did we talk about word of the year last time? I don't remember if we did. I don't know. Um, and, that, and that mine's a comma. Oh, yes. We we talked about it maybe after, but yes, yours is a... Yes, we did, because we did hashtag Oxford comma. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, focus on what's important and leave the rest. Yep. I don't know what my word is or my phrase is yet, but I'm getting there. You know, I, sometimes it just comes to you. It's usually the best way yeah. is that you're not trying to force... The years that I've tried to force it, force it... it yeah, it, those are painful years. Um, so it, this is definitely a discussion that looks different for everybody, the Craftsy Blueprint discussion. So um, I know there might be some opinions out there, and you might not like how we are saying it, but everybody has an opinion on it, and we're just trying to uh, have a little chat about it. So Yeah, um, and other voices can throw into the discussion what we have the hashtag on Instagram hashtag MSC side. If people want to reach out to us, I definitely check that hashtag and see what's going on there. Yes. Do that. And we will look at it. So you're going somewhere to, I am. I'm um, traveling to Phoenix on Thursday. Uh, that's going to be so much fun. It is. It's one of my favorite events. So I'm traveling to Phoenix. This will be my ninth uh, it's now called Creativation. It used to be called the CHA Mega Show. That'll be my ninth CHA Mega Show slash Creativation that I've been to. Um, it is basically like Quilt Market except for crafts. It's, so it's the Crafts Industry Trade Show. It's only for industry people, so it's not open to anybody. <clears throat> you have to have a badge and, and business reason to be there. And some of my favorite companies are going to be there. Uh, Plaid Crafts, the maker of Mod Podge, is going to be there. Um, and uh, uh, Floorcraft, they make styrofoam. Xyron's um, going to be there. Um, I have to go look at the, the trade show list to make sure that I'm going to see all my good friends. Um, so there's a ton, a ton. And it, there's really not a lot of quilting or fabric there. Um, but... There's yarn companies do come, but I don't yarn. Uh, the only thing I can do with yarn is make pom-poms. I can make really good pom-poms, but that's the limit of my yarning. Um, but yeah, so I'll be there on Thursday, Thursday through Monday, and I'll get to see what the trends are in crafting and um, hang out with all of my craft blogging friends and do make and takes and um, make plans with brands for what the new year is bringing because I have a a craft focused site, um, 30 minute crafts. So I'll be planning together editorial content for that for this year, based on what the trends are, what's going on in the world. That is so cool. And I bet so much fun. <clears throat> I just did. Yeah, there's no sleep, no yeah. sleep there. No, there never is when you go to these kind of things. Um, yeah. I just used Mod Podge, the puzzle kind to, mm -hmm. um, my daughter put together a cute, cat puzzle and I modge podged it to frame it and it turned out really well yeah there's yeah. some cool products and they there's often like new products that are announced um oh Sizzix will be there so Sizzix is a they have quilting stuff as well I'll get to see their new quilting dyes it's not generally the focus of their booth but um they usually have those out somewhere um to be able to see if they've got any quilting or sewing dyes I don't know if um I'm assuming crickets there no, Cricket doesn't come. They very publicly do not come to, uh, oh, wow. yeah, as long as I've been going, they don't come. Uh, so they, apparently they used to come long time ago, but in the last like eight years, they have not had a booth there because it, it, these trade shows are very expensive for these companies. It's, 
they have to put their staff up in hotels. They have to fly their staff there. They have to fill huge, big wooden crates full of all their trade show um, booth and all the supplies that they bring. Um, they, some of them do like special promotion type things like um, Plaid always does a breakfast for um, bloggers and social media. Uh, I think it's one of the mornings they always do a breakfast for us and show us around the booth. Um, but, and then, uh, uh, Fave Crafts, the parent company, or I guess the sister company to Fave Quilts, they do a party for bloggers, uh, Thursday night. Um, and so all these things cost money and to be part of these things. And, um, it's just really, really expensive. And Cricket says, we're not, that's not where we're spending our money. And also membership to the organization is based on, um, the size of the company. So a bigger company like Cricket would pay a lot more than a small company like me to be a member of the organization. Gotcha. I mean, quilt markets like that uh, every year, it's, it, I know that several of my friends who have had booths, it's a really expensive. It's a lot of work. Um, it's crazy. It is bananas crazy. So. And you have to be able to show for it in, sales. Um, the yep. cool thing about, about CHA is that like Michael's and Joanne's and Hobby Lobby, they're all there walking around looking at what they're going to put on their store shelves for the next year. Like this is where they see it. However, you don't know because they actually don't walk around with badges that have like Michael's on it usually because otherwise people will kind of, you know, if you're a, a small company to get your product on the shelves of Michael's would be a huge, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so they often have like secret badges. Um, but I did, I was working a booth one time, um, and, uh, I was making like flowers out of duct tape and cause sometimes I'll do booth work while I get paid to hang out in a booth and do demos, product demos for a couple hours. Like, Oh, this time I'll be, uh, in, uh, the sure bonder booth, one of the glue gun companies, and I'll be, uh, signing, uh, books the hot glue gun books and and doing demos out of the book. Um, but anyway, so I was sitting there and I was doing these demos and a woman comes up and we just start chatting and she's, she asked like if I've seen anything really cool. And I said, Oh, one of my favorite things that I've seen is this new company called Chibitronics and they make these little led lights and like, uh, copper wire, copper tape. And they have these kits where you can make cards that light up and stuff. It's really cool. It's totally unique. Um, and I just loved it. And I told her, I actually like stopped my work for a little bit, walked her over real quick and then went back to my work. Um, and it turned out that the woman that I've been talking to, she actually bought for Boy Scouts of America, wow. like what was going to be in their stores and in their catalog. And later on the girls from TV Tronics were like, are you kidding? Like, that was so cool because like, yeah, that that's a huge order for us. Yeah. If we can get this, them as a client. Right. Um, and it's also a really good fit. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just luck if you can like get the right person to come to the, your booth and you can get that order that's going to change the whole, the whole, your whole business. Yeah. Um, that is so, so cool. There's, yeah, there's, it, it can be amazing for people, but also you could sit there and just never have that right person come up and never make that, that right sale. It's hard. I mean, there's, it's so hard. Um, I know at quilt market, it's just, there's so much stuff. I mean, it is huge and there's so much stuff and it's just, it's overwhelming. I have to decompress for a long time when I come back from quilt market. Um, I try, but I don't know that I'm going to have that option because life is just go, go, go. No, there's no stop. There's no breaks on this train. Nope. I mean, but it is a lot to just put in your brain and think about, um, that's one thing I kind of like about QuiltCon is it is definitely so geared towards the maker and it's much more relaxed yeah. and it's just oh so different and it's fun. Um, I'm excited for my kids and my husband to kind of walk around QuiltCon and see everything because they see such a micro part of it what I do you know they don't see what everybody else does um it'll be fun to to let them into my world a little bit I, especially my girls I really can't wait for them to see 
all of the different makers there and especially the women. I want them to know that they are not one thing, that they can be anything that they want to be. And I talk to them about it all of the time. Um, I want them to see that they there are many, many things that you can do out there. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to walk around QuiltCon and see that. Yeah, that'll be fun. That will be. And your husband won't be the only husband there either. There's usually, I, I mean. Yeah, there, there were a it, lot of families. Yeah, it's not. Um, there, it, It's one of those places that I see. It's not like there's like 50% men or anything. But there, it's one of the places where I see more men than probably any other maker type event that I go to. It's really neat. Well, and you going to um, creativation and quilt market and things like that, it is very business focused. You are there to make business yeah. contacts, whereas QuiltCon is not at all. So I remember when I went and I had that mentality of, okay, this is about making contacts. This is about business. And it's not. It is not about that at QuiltCon, it is more about the connection and meeting people and seeing the work and taking classes. And it, it's, it is totally different. And I love it. It's so much more relaxed. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's what we call a consumer facing show. So it's for the customers, it's for the quilter. Whereas, I mean, oh, there are yeah. lots of people who go to Creativation or QuiltCon, or not QuiltCon, sorry, Quilt Market or Creativation yeah. who don't make. Um, they're the salespeople, they're yeah. the marketing people. Um, they're not makers. So it isn't the, while there are tons of makers there, it isn't about the maker. No, it isn't. Um, um I don't know. It's just, it's two different worlds and to go to both of them, yeah. you really see how different they are. Yeah. So, um, what are you working on this week? Well, I'm, I'm binding again. Isn't that funny? Like last week we chatted and I was binding. I'm almost done binding this quilt that I'm hoping to mail out today. This is a project for Nancy's, for Nancy's Notions. Um, and then I have a couple of projects that I want to make before I go to Phoenix. Um, so we'll see if I can get those done. Who knows? Um, and then I have some of Mr. Domestic's new fabric line here to make a project for his blog tour in February. Um, I need to set up my blog tour for my book with Nancy's notions. Um, so yeah, I've got a ton, a ton always, you know, like who doesn't have a list of one day I'm going to get these things done. Right. Yeah. One day soon. I know. I just, what about you? Well, this week I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow to go to the ENT. I had a head scan. So I really am interested to see what that turns into tomorrow. Um, you have I, a brain in your head. I'm confident of it. It's it's all there. <laughs> Let's just hope that that's all that's up there. Probably some gucky sauna stuff. Um, nothing really this week, although I have something really weird that I have to learn this week. So my, my oldest daughter does synchronized swimming. Mm -hmm. which is not sewing related. I'm so sorry, listeners. I am going to sew this week, but I think it's going to be fun sewing because I don't have any deadlines this week. Um, but my daughter does synchronized swimming and she has a competition coming up. So this is our first year and I have to learn how to knox her hair. So noxing is where you get knox gelatin and you put her hair in a bun and the coach does the three braid method. And you can, there's YouTube videos for this. So then you paint the Knox gelatin onto her hair. So when she does the competition, her hair doesn't like come out of the bun or move when she's in the water. That's crazy. So fun fact, I used to be a lifeguard in college. I went to San Jose State and the Olympic synchronized women, the women's Olympic synchronized swimming team practiced um, there at the San Jose State pool because they were based out of Santa Clara. And so I watched a lot of synchronized swimming and we kept the pool at 82 degrees. Yep. So our poor swim team had to swim in 82 degree water because these ladies were in the water six, eight hours a day and it would take all the heat out of their body to have like a normal temperature pool and they would just freeze. So because they were spending so much time in the water, we kept it 82 degrees for them. But I did not know about the noxing. That's a new one. Yep. 
So um, it's definitely, I mean, she's done swim teams since she was in kindergarten. Um, mm-hmm. But this whole synchronized swimming is new. We have to drive an hour away for her to go two times a week. And she has a oh, little wow. friend that's going with her. So the mom and I take turns. She does Tuesdays. I do Saturdays. Um but yeah, this is all new. I'm really, my daughter has extremely thick, like kind of coarse curly hair. So this is going to be interesting. And we have to learn how to do that on Saturday. So I have to watch videos. I have to get everything. And we have to learn how to do that on Saturday. And I'm a little bit nervous. I'm excited about her. She is a beast in the water. That girl can swim. She loves it. She is I don't know. I did water aerobics and I, t- I keep telling Susie quilts this. I'm like, do water aerobics while you're pregnant because you don't feel the exercise in your big yeah. belly. It's not held down. I did that the whole time I was pregnant with her. And I know that that is why she loves the water as much as she does. She is That's my water, funny. water baby. So that is, <laughs> that's something that I have to learn that is totally crazy to think about, but yes, I'm going to have a new skill. Yeah, put that on your resume. I can knock hair. I know, isn't that crazy? So, um, but yeah, relaxed week for me. I do have stuff coming up at the end of the week, but um, I mean, not at the end of the week, at the end of the month. And then next month, I have some cricket posts to do. So, um, I tell you what, my cricket, I, my daughter got sick this weekend and she had a sleepover. She had a friend sleeping over and, um, Without me saying anything, she totally cleaned my daughter's room, did a jam-up job folding those heavy quilts that are in there that they made their fort with, and was the sweetest thing. Oh, my goodness. I've never had a kid come and just just so sweet. She really helped out. So I, last night, I have extra water bottles that I found on sale and I personalized one and sent it to school with my daughter this morning and said, just tell her, thank you for being such a good friend to you while you were sick. She had to go home early. They had this big day planned. So, um, it's little things like that, that really make me love having something that I can do vinyl on. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, we don't have a lot of, I mean, I've got boys, so slumber parties and that is a little less with boys. We we do not do slumber parties. This was like a rare thing. This is, they they only have like one or two friends that they're allowed to do anything with. Yeah. So. Um, But speaking of cricket, did we talk, I, so when the cricket maker first came out, I did the cricket maker block of the week. It was that quilt series. I did nine quilt blocks and how to make a, basically a mini quilt using your cricket maker. Yeah. I had recorded at the beginning of the summer, nine more quilt blocks. So it'd be like 18 different six inch quilt blocks that I'd take people through how to make and had some technical issues and I got that all fixed. So I've been working on getting all of the quilt blocks up, um, on YouTube. So people want to look up Carolina Moore on YouTube um, I, and they want to subscribe. I am, I'm looking at it right now, like less than, no, I'm 327 subscribers away from the magic 10,000, which is the first big, <laughs> big milestone on YouTube. So if you want to hop over to YouTube and follow me, I would greatly appreciate it. Cause I'm really pushing towards that, you know, and it's completely so arbitrary, exciting. but magical 10,000 number. <laughs> it's like when it has the K, though, you're like, yes. Well, oh. When YouTube has like the little bubble, when they have you just as like a little bubble, they round it. So it'll say that I'm at 10,000 when it's rounded, but it's not really at 10,000 yet. So it's just one of those funny things that I'm like, <gasps> and then like, oh, no, they just rounded it. <laughs> But go subscribe, everybody. If you're listening, go do that. And let's get you to 10,000. That is so exciting. I'm going to get there pretty soon. I think by the end of January, knock on wood, fingers crossed. Get it, girl. Um, Well, I can't say thank you enough. This I know this is going to start my Monday off good. And I just want you listeners to know that these chats I'm putting up just we are recording I'm putting them up. I tried to do the show notes really quick and get those. So I'm going to try and get this up today. And um, yeah, so you can kind of have a little chat to listen to. I do want to um, 
say that, oh, I had a podcast that I was going to tell you about. And let me look, because I think I've listened to it and it's not on here. Um, eh. One of your podcast episodes? Because I know you got like two up this week and I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Oh, I do have a bunch uh, of my podcast episodes up, yes. Yeah. I, this is kind of crazy, and you're probably going to <laughs> laugh when I say this, but House of Kim is Kim Zolziak, which is the real, it's, she's the blonde that wears the wigs on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And she's mm-hmm. married to the football player, Croy. And I just have to say that their podcast totally, they had somebody on or somehow I saw it and I listened to an episode, but it is all about being positive. It is all about right now they're doing on how to have a good marriage. Um, it is all about just being the best you that you can be. And it took me by surprise that that is what their podcast was about. But they are both on it. They talk about their family. They talk about how they do things. They, The one that I listened to was like, we just dropped our 16-year-old daughter off because she doesn't have her license because she got in trouble and we took things away from her. And, like, I don't know. I just think that some of their advice is really worth listening to you're probably not going to want to listen to every episode but I, I have enjoyed several of the episodes and what they've talked about the podcast that I've really been enjoying listening to other than yours of course um is uh Tara from Rad and Happy oh I haven't listened to that I need to subscribe right now yeah it's new she started in like the last couple of months so I think there's like four or five episodes now but it's really, I mean, she is so positive and she is so motivational and so, um, and also really transparent about her story, uh, which includes that she wanted to draw, but the problem was that she sucked at it. And the concept that you, you physically, it is impossible for you to suck at stuff forever. You just, you can't, you, if you put in the hours, if you say, you know, it's going to take a hundred hours to get not suck or good at this, whichever level, but you just put in the hundred hours. And if you put in two hours a day, every day, then in two months, you've done your hundred hours and suddenly you're good at it. So like, that's really what her, she's really about just working for it. And I don't know, like sometimes you look at a maker and you just think, oh man, they're just so good. It's just all natural talent. Yeah. Um, and for some people, I think it's the case, but I think for most of us, like, while some people feel like, who's this Carolina girl and where did she show up from nowhere? And she's just what she started quilting yesterday. Next month, I'm going to celebrate my 25th quilting anniversary that I made my first quilt 25 years ago. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, I think it's easy to think that people just were born with it and then just showed up. But I think while that might be the case for some people, so many of us just put in hours and hours and hours. You don't hear people talking about that the way that Tara is. And I love that. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. I just subscribed <laughs> while you were talking Aww. because I saw it on somebody else's feed. And um, I like the stuff that she does. And yes, people like her, <laughs> people that seem to be naturally happy all the time. I thought about this yesterday. Um, I don't know. I, I dream of being happy all the time (laughs) (laughs) and positive all the time. So listening to podcasts like that does get you in a different headspace if you're having a hard day. So, um, my podcast recommendation is totally a weird one, but Uh I hope that you, I don't know. One thing I got from there is they talk about drinking celery juice, which is you have to drink in the morning. I tried it. It was really Ugh. hard for me. I almost up yeah, no. So nope. I am doing the celery seed extract. Um, it's a pill that I got on Amazon, just the, the extract of it. And mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to, I can feel it. And my husband's been doing it. It definitely makes you feel better. It definitely will help your gut get healthy. It's supposed to be good for your blood pressure, your cholesterol, and all that fun stuff. So although I'm not doing exactly what they're doing, it did put this little thing for me to research in my head. And I do think I have to go get blood work in a couple of weeks. So I'm wondering if it's going to show up by then. 
funny. And if you look at the research, I went to my ENT and he talked, I told him that I was taking that and he was like, oh my gosh, my, my dad did that. And he said it was really hard for him to drink it. He had to stop, but that it did help his results. So those of you who are weirdos like me and like to try things out, the celery seed extract, you don't taste it unless you, sometimes I kind of burp some of it up, but not really. Yeah. It's kind of like with the fish oil when you take that sometimes. No, no, see, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) I have to. I have to take all (laughs) this stuff now. It's terrible. Getting 40 is terrible. Oh, I'm almost there. So, yeah, next month I'll be 39. And I'll, yeah. I'm thinking about doing a 40 before 40 list. Maybe we should start talking about things I need to put on my crazy list of, right? Isn't that a thing? You're supposed to do 40 things before you turn 40. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm not 40 yet. Not until September. I have nine months. Maybe we need to make you 40 before 40. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Nine months. Um, well, I really love these chats. And I hope yeah. that we gave you some things to think about. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with all your friends. A lot of people have yes. been sharing that they've been listening to the podcast on their stories. They just take a screenshot of whatever episode they're listening to. And sharing it on their stories, if you do that and you tag me, I usually will repost it onto my stories. Um, And it gets people to know about the podcast when you do that. It really does help people to find the podcast, trust me. Um, And there's some great chats coming up. Um, Gosh, this week I have, let's see, I just posted a whole bunch of them today. I mean, this weekend. Um... I have Steph Scardle. I have Whitney from Local Color Quilts. I have Nanette from Chenillet. I have Michelle from Mish Quilts. I have Shelly from Coral & Co. Um, Jen Hewitt is coming up. Uh, Carrie from Two Quick Quilters is coming up. Kate Basti is coming up. Um, Christina from KH, KH Quilts. Uh, Andrea from Cottoneer. Um, Joann's, I had to talk with them, Dash from Prowl House Quilts, Stephanie from Satterwhite Quilts, Daisy from Warm Folk. Seriously, I have a lot of people coming up. Caitlin from Salty Oats. Holy cow, how do you have a voice left? You've been talking up a storm. That was all before. Caitlin Poldlin, my Australian friends, um, Rachel from Wren Collective. I seriously have so many So that is why I am cutting out the intro, outro, and just posting because I have so many to put up. I want to make sure and get them out. I started recording in October for a lot of these. So, Um, That's awesome. Yes. So a lot to come up, and I really appreciate you chatting with me and getting all of these thoughts out of my head to start my week (laughs) on the positive. Yes. So, um I know I'm going to sit down and, and make my goals for the week and what I need to get done before I hop on a plane. So a short week for me. Um, but, and I hope other people, I hope people connect. I love that. It's, I love chatting with you. I think it's fun if other people join in as well. So if they find that hashtag MSC side and we can, you know, open up the conversation to the people who are sitting there with headphones too. Yep. I totally agree. Um, where can they find you online? They can find me on Instagram as at Craftmore, C-R-A-F-T-M-O-O-R-E. And um, you just Google my name, Carolina Moore, and stuff will come up. I've, I've worked on that that SEO for my name at least, right? Right. You have. It's good. It comes right up. Let's hope. So, yeah, I'm all kinds of places, and they can find me that way. Awesome. And uh, they can find me here as long as you keep me here for a little while. This is fun. I hope you do. I do too. And you can find everything that I am at Modern Society. Um, if it doesn't come up, then you might need to put a T-H-E in front of it. But yep, Modern Society, go check it out. Go check out the podcast and share it on your social media. Leave some reviews, whatever you want to do. And we will talk to you next week. Yay.